What's up, people? Hotep Jesus, we back with another big brain talk. As always, we talking a lot of things that topics most people were scared to touch on. We touch on it. We talk about it. We bring it to the forefront. Um, just want everybody to know that today's podcast is sponsored by Jiffatas, the leader in saving GIFs and videos directly from the Twitter timeline to your iPhone. We're working on Android. Android is in the works trying to figure that thing out. 2020, hopefully we'll get this thing out there. But downloads are up 11% this week. We do roughly 33,000 downloads a week. Um, and a lot of people love the app, so make sure y'all download Jiffatize. Also, for the people unaware uh, I am involved in Bitcoin. You should know that by now. Coinbitsapp.com. Dollar cost average. We dollar cost average out your spending in order to uh, stack those sats, stack those Bitcoins. So you guys can take advantage of the highs and lows of the Bitcoin market. If you've been stacking sats over these past few weeks, you're happy right now because Bitcoin's sitting at a nice price. And last but not least, of course, I'm in artificial intelligence. We do artificial intelligence, security, home safety, business safety, business security, facial recognition, fall detection, and weapon detection. WazoSecurity.com. You can follow us on Twitter at WazoAI. Just came back from CES in Las Vegas. Um, we had a lot of great conversations with a lot of great people. Uh, a lot of people interested in our product. We're talking to people all over the world. We spoke to a guy from India this week. We're speaking to some people in casinos that want to use our technology in casinos. So make sure y'all check us out. Go to the website, wiselessecurity.com. The links are all in the description box. Everything I'm mentioning, all those links are in the description box below. You guys can go ahead and just tap those things, but go to the Wazo site, subscribe, so you can get all the latest updates on what we got going on and by the way of artificial intelligence and facial recognition. Without further ado, I got some very special ladies with me today. Ladies, can you hear me? Okay, good. So they heard me talking that whole time. I'm about to bring them on. I got a very, very special, you know, it's, it's not often I get to hang with my sisters, my beautiful black sisters, my beautiful black queens. But I, I had the opportunity to meet Samaya in person at the Dr. Shiva event here in New Jersey. That was a great event Dr. Shiva put on in regards to uh, the human um, immune system, which is a, a very important aspect of this vaccine conversation. Um, but we have uh, health freedom and parental rights activists Samaya and Ms. Battle here with me. They're going to be sp speaking to me about vaccines in the black body because apparently these vaccines are affecting us and our children differently than it is uh, peoples of other races. So without further ado, Samaya and Ms. Battle, how are you? Fine. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good, good. People in the chat, if you can hear them well, hit one in the box. If you can hear me well, hit one in the box. Appreciate everybody in the chat. There's 27 people watching right now. I'm sure more people will be coming in soon. Hit the like button. 
like to hit a 50% ratio on the like button. So make sure y'all hit the like button. So ladies, um, a part of my brand, I got this thing called Maw, M-A-W-W, middle-aged white women. And uh, from where I'm sitting, middle-aged white women are putting in a lot of work in these streets as far as the protests are concerned. Um, it's basically the mob demographic. And it's good to see some colorful faces out here as well. Uh, you two ladies. Now, I know you two ladies are working with the malls out there and um, fighting for our behalf. So tell me a little bit, you know, about what it is exactly that uh, y'all do. Um, well, we basically track the legislation. I work with the New Jersey Coalition for Vaccination Choice. So does uh, Ms. Battle. And um, we look at, like right now, A969 is on uh, as the proposed bill. And that basically um, proposes to remove religious exemptions um, from public school kids and allow private schools to opt out if they want to opt out from that law. It also tightens up the medical exemption. So you basically have to almost be dead to get a medical exemption. Um, and so there's also a law that says that if you're over, if you're 14 and up, you can consent to a vaccine without your parents' permission. That's, mm -hmm. an, that's another bill, S398 here in New Jersey. Um, A1980 um, revises the reporting requirements. So basically they're gonna create a database and add adults to it so that your vaccine record can be available to whoever they want it to be available to. Mm. And A1603 mandates the HPV vaccine for six through 12th graders. So mm. basically, if there is no religious exemption and that's the only way you can opt out of vaccines if your kids are in school, then they'll have to take the HPV shot too, along with everything else that's mandated. So we oppose that. And that's how I came into it. I realized that, wait a minute, you know, something about this doesn't seem right. And it, it's against my religion, because if you know what's in the vaccines, you know that there are religions that have a problem with it. So what they're basically saying is that despite your religious beliefs, despite your physical differences, they're going to mandate all vaccines for all children at the same time and with very little exception that will be decided upon by the state is your doctor won't even have that right to opt you out. Mm. That's the problem. Miss mm. Battle, would you like to add on to that? Um, they also have, Samaya, do you have the name of the bill for the mental screening? Because that was another bill um, that was brought back. I would have to get the actual bill number for that because it switched over. Um, a mental screening that they have, a screening tool that they're going to use for students between the grades of 6th and 12th grade. Um, it's supposed to be a mental screening tool to, you know, screen for depression and anxiety. Um, it's pretty much a tool that's been created by Pfizer. And what they're going to do with that information, we don't really know. We do know that they want to send it over to the Department of Health. Um, the parent will be contacted and they will let them know that your child scored high 
um, for these conditions and will recommend that you take your child to a doctor so um, and seek treatment. So that's another huge one that is a problem for me. They all are a problem for me. So wait, so wait, what's happening with this one? They want to do a, a mandatory mental health check? Mental health screening, and they're not allowing parents to opt out of it. Um, wow. And and, so and, and, to, and, and really, the person that, the, the sponsor of it, um, the assemblyman, no, senator in the Senate um, is Singleton. He was the one that had brought it up in the last session and he brought it back, um, is brought back again. But yes, um, a black legislator is asking for a mental screening mandate that a parent will not be able to opt out of. And they're basically screening for anxiety and depression. And the information, like I said, is uh, the screening tool was created by Pfizer, which you know we know Pfizer is responsible for a lot of psychiatric medication. Um, and it's supposed to be a screening tool and they're gonna use it to survey mental health um, in the state of New Jersey. And from based off of the information on how your child scores on that, um, you'll be contacted by the superintendent and the test will be given in school. And then from that point on, the parent will be notified and it will be suggested to the parent that they, you know, look into speaking to a doctor regarding the results of the test. Wow. So they want to make it mandatory to put your child through a psychological evaluation, which we know is going to be bookmarked and recorded and stored in a database to use against you at a later date. Okay. They might yeah. even they might even take that and and use it as you know something that uh you know like like the red flag laws when it comes to owning firearms they might even exactly. say you know you're not even mentally fit to own a firearm based upon this mandatory evaluation we had back in you know 2020 on you right and the problem that I have with that also is that I mean we're talking about middle school that's middle school is a tough it's a tough grade yeah you know. Fifth, no, sixth, seventh, and eighth. It's just a tough time. Children are adjusting to um, from elementary school. You know, they're going through puberty. They're going through a lot of different things. Just trying to adjust to the changes and to think that they would think that they could have a mental screening tool, a small picture to capture whether a child is at high risk for depression or anxiety, and have that possibly label them possibly put them on medication that is linked to suicidal ideations and stuff like that and depression and anxiety. It just doesn't make any sense. And then they're going to send them uh, information over to the department of health, which is also not a great thing because then what's going to happen if the mother decides or the, the father decides that they don't want to have their child go to a doctor, then what? You know, how far is this going to go? Because they're saying the way it was, uh, it's an open-ended bill stating that at some later date, they would possibly add more tools to screen for. Mm. So, you know, it was one of those bills. And, and that's like one of the main things that I really, you know, was disappointing to see, you know, African-Americans that we put in a place to make the right decisions for our community, signing on to a lot of these bills. It's, it's, it's very disappointing. 
Mm. And basically, we're putting our children in the hands of, of, of people that we have voted in that are not doing what is in the best interest of our people. Mm-hmm. And that is disheartening to me. Absolutely. Right? Because to have my son possibly put on medication, you know, mandated to get vaccinations that are showing that are not working well for our people is a problem. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we so we got that that bill down. Um, Miss Amaya, I know you ran through a bunch of bills. I want to pick apart each uh, one of those bills uh, right now and just go through each one so we understand each one. Um, I want to start with the bill that first came about after they struck down the last one. I know we just had a vote that they struck down. Um, what weren't there new bills introduced like the day after that or something like that? Yes, the very next day. And um, the, the Senate president said he was going to go to war with us to get this passed. And that's the, 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 clarif- the, the bill that clarifies statutory exemptions for mandatory immunizations. So basically, it means that if your child is in public school, as it's written right now, if your child is in public school, they cannot opt out. And if in a private school would be allowed to accept, but they would have to put a note on the door saying the percentage vaccinated and the percentage is not vaccinated. So the problem with this though is what they're doing is telling you that you can't opt out of a medical product because that's what that that's what a vaccine is. If you've picked up an insert, you know that it has contraindications you know that it has side effects, right? So you can't opt out. Like, you know, I could eat chocolate and not feel so good afterwards and say, you know what, no more chocolate, but you might love chocolate, right? Right. We don't get to make those decisions as individuals anymore. Our children have to be like, as if they're robots. Mm. So that's a problem. And it's really a problem when you look at what's happening in the black community with vaccines. So how I came to that was I was fighting that that, that um, bill last year. It had a different number. Okay. And I started doing research because I realized going in there saying, well, I have a right to you know, decide what goes into my body. That should be enough, right? And I have a right to decide how I live my religion. I mean, it, these vaccines are loaded with pork and monkey kidney and dog kidney and aborted fetal cells, but I, that wasn't gonna be enough. They weren't listening. Mm. So I realized I needed to learn more of the science and just see like what's the science behind vaccines and behind the immune system. And the more I looked, the more I was blown away. Number one, as African-Americans, in fact, African period, like if you have, if you have African descent, you don't have your immune response isn't the same. In nature, it's not the same, right? So when they inject you with that vaccine with aborted fetal cells and aluminum adjuvant or mercury adjuvant, right? Your immune system literally rears up, it goes crazy and it doesn't, it get, basically it, they tell you that they're tricking the immune system to make it think that it's got the measles. So it'll fight the measles in the future. But it doesn't just fight the measles, it fights you. Autoimmune. Right. And when you look at how much autoimmune is actually in this, in our community, 
Um, right, um, sister battle, like uh, it's it's like the top cause of death in in young black girls. Yes, um, lupus.org and um, Lumina have done a study, and basically, right now, between blacks and Hispanics, it is the fifth cause of death between the ages of 15 to 24, the sixth cause of death between the ages of 25 to 34, and the eighth and ninth cause of death in black women between the ages of 35 to 44. And the ones that are just living with lupus, a lot of times because our, our immune system gets so revved up um, with, the, with this virus that um, a lot of times, one of the main gold standards of treatment that they use is chemotherapy, a chemotherapy drug, which causes infertility. So you have young girls as young as 10, 15 years old, you know, getting these, these HPV vaccinations and other vaccinations. Hepatitis B has also been linked to causing lupus um, that are getting these vaccinations and they're going through chemo. You know, um, not the same type of chemo that cancer patients go through, but it still has a lot of the same effects, you know? So what is gonna happen to these young black girls as they get older and they are ready to start a family and they're not able to start a family? Not only that, but Gardasil has already been proven that it is not as effective in the African-American community also is not as effective, it's not covering a lot of the strains of HPV. So it's not even effective. So on top of it not being effective, it's putting them at higher risk to develop lupus. It's causing death, okay? Taking away their, their ability to reproduce. And then when you combine that with what Samaya stated with, the, with autism, we'll have generations of sick black young girls that can't have children. Mm. Okay. And then the men will be autistic, older black men. Mm. Our race will pretty much be wiped out mm. at some point. So they're killing us with Planned Parenthood and then they're killing us with the vaccines as well. You know what I find is funny is when it comes to abortion, they say, oh, my body, my choice. But as soon as it comes to vaccines, all of a sudden it's no longer my body, my choice. No. No, it's, it's it's your body, their choice, <laughs> right? And and the best part is, you know, this is what I find really interesting. When you look at the genetic research, and you look at like, you know, one of the authors on the on the research here in the United States, he's going around talking about anti-vaxxers and how to handle them. And I'm thinking, you know what you're doing. Like, you know, some doctors, um, probably most doctors, honestly, don't know. Right. They're not reading the insert. They're just getting the recommendation and they're following it. But these researchers at the CDC, they know what they're doing. Like they know this, this information is out there. They know the studies are out there and they know we're being hurt. Like they have all the data. Like I don't look at the CDC data every day just because I feel like it. I'm looking at it now because I'm, we're in this situation, you know, but that's their job to look at it. So I'm thinking, wait a minute, like, you know, you're killing us mm -hmm. and you, you're not going to stop. Mm. So that's shameful. And mm. at the point at which we as a community, right, like, 
you know, we have to take some responsibility for this. Absolutely. You know, those of us who are in positions of power and those of us who know we have to do something about this. You can't just wipe us off the planet and we're just going to sit here and, and let you do it. What about our black legislators here in New Jersey? What side of the aisle are they on with this? You would not be happy because <laughs> <laughs> some of them are actually sponsoring these bills. Yeah. Some black of them. Black legislators. Yes. yes. Yeah. In fact, the bill, like the, the religious exemption bill is sponsored by the, the primary sponsor is a black legislator and a doctor. Oh my Lord. Right. And so a lot of the other guys, yeah, we're taking his word for it. You know, he says it's a good thing. He's the doctor, right? You, you, you turn it over to the expert, but you know, there needs to be some kind of litmus test, right? Like for the, for the black caucus to decide like what legislations they're going to support. I mean, let's run this through a test. Is this going to work for our community? Right. I mean, a, when you look at the fact that you, you're going to mandate a vaccine. So the people who know, the parents who know, if you have money, if you have resources, you're going to pick your child up and you're going to leave. But what about the ones who can't? I know sisters in New York who are stuck and they can't leave. And so they're forced to either poison their kids or they're living under extreme stress, trying to work full time and homeschool. That's mm. That's, that's ridiculous. You ever read that book, 1984? A long time ago. Yeah, this it's an old classic. I recently read it, I think last year. Um, but that's what this reminds me of, where they just, you know, where the government in the book, they call it Ingsoc, and it's like socialists, basically communists, are in control of your body and tell you what you can and cannot do, what you're allowed to think. And and that's and that's really what I feel like this thing is is heading towards, you know, like let it. Yeah, we you know, this week I even saw black people saying, Oh, y'all crazy, you know, you crazy anti-vaxxers, I'm gonna vaccinate my kid, da da da. And I'm like, yo, you black, after you see what they did to us, what the government has done to us between the Tuskegee experiment, injecting black men with syphilis uh without their own cognizance. And so on and so forth, stealing uh Henrietta Lacks' cells and, and and making a bag of money off of it. And here y'all go, siding with big pharma, big government. You know what? They don't realize it. I, I think it's a level of understanding, right? Once you understand what's going on, there's no way you can think this is okay. But most people see they created the anti-vaxxer and pro-vaxxer labels to separate people. They're masters at that, divide and conquer, right? It they destroys all, all nuance. Right, they have you fighting each other while they're killing all of you. And that's basically what it is, right? I mean, we're not the only ones being impacted by this. Like everybody's impacted. There's no race that's really being left out. They're just getting us worse. And the only ones they got worse than us was the, the, the Australian Aborigine and the Amerindian, right? The, the Native Americans. Right? Where are they? That's the question we have to ask. If they they had the they have the worst infant and maternal mortality rates um, over us, right? And we have the worst under them, right? They're the one. They react worse to vaccines than we do. Mm. Where are they? Mm. 
right? Maybe go, maybe, maybe we're following them. And we have to start looking down the line. We can't just be uh, uh, for, to, or for today people, right? Well, I've got what I, what I need today, I'm okay. No, we gotta start, you know, expanding that picture, right? Looking at, okay, let's look at the trajectory, right? Let's look at how our black boys and our black girls are doing that. How are we thriving as a community? When, and why aren't we thriving as a community? And how's it going for tomorrow? How will we look in five years? How will we look in 10? We have to start asking that. Mm. And, you know, there's a point at which you, we, we can blame others, right? I'm, do, I'm from do for self camp, right? There's a point at which we can blame others, but if we're not paying attention, we have to pay attention, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We can't just keep pointing the finger at everybody else because, like I said, the malls is out here. The white women are out here. We got to be out here, too. Right. You know, because we all affected. And right. you you can't have your life in somebody else's hands and depend right. on somebody else to fight for you. They got to fight for themselves. Exactly. And the thing is, when it comes to vaccination, it's just not a one size fits all. And that is the approach that they're using with vaccinations. And a lot of people feel that, well, you know, nothing happened to me. You don't know what happened to you. You don't know what it's doing to your body. You know, it affects people differently. If you have a family member, especially in our community that is predisposed to autoimmune issues, it's very likely that you're going to have that same reaction. And the thing is, a lot of times when it, when it comes to, to suing or what they feel is an adverse effect of it, it basically goes just off of one to two months after the vaccination. But we know that autoimmune diseases, it takes a while. Sometimes it could take 10 to 20 years for you to begin to even notice symptoms and tie it together and say, you know what? This started happening when that started happening. Something's not right. So we're really not even aware of how much of a danger that we're in when it comes to the vaccinations. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I noticed an explosion of uh, autism, you know, back in my day when I was younger, man, autism wasn't even a thing. Now it's like you run into autistic kids left and right. You yeah. know, white, black, everything. One of my friends had an autistic child, you know, and and I just like, like, I didn't, I never thought, you know, that was a thing. So you can kind of see uh, that explosion. Um, all right. So let's, let's walk through. So the bills again, I just want to make sure okay. we talk about each one. Now we went over that one that came out right after we shot down the uh, religious exemption, right? Right. So that was the repeal of the religious exemption, A969. Mm-hmm. Next one is S398, and that bill recognizes right the right of minors age 14 and older to consent to a vaccine. Without their parents. Without their parents. They can't drink. I don't even think they can't drive, right? But they can they can get a vaccine, right? So what's the motivation for this, right? So if we can't convince your parent that this is safe, we'll just go past the parent and let the kid you know, get it. Like, what would they know? And don't forget that when they were doing the mandated vaccinations, they were the way they worded it was in a way where they took out the part where um, you needed the parental consent 
for an examination, they took out the immunization part. So basically the way it was worded was that you could now receive an immunization in school. Mm -hmm. mm. So between that and then saying that 14 and over do not need parental consent. And then on top of that, the HPV, your child can come home from school and say, I, I, I received the vaccination today. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So the kid can go into school one day, fine, and then the next day, just you know, uh, I, you know. And the thing is, the funny thing is, with kids, is they love making decisions without needing their parents, right? Right. So they'll, they're, they're actually playing upon the children's ego. That's crazy. The child can go in and just get a vaccine without the parents. I saw that somewhere else too. I think it was, uh, girls going to the gynecologist. Um. Right. Uh, for, for um, I think abortion or right. I think that yes, they did. Right. The well, it's been extended to, to this also. Yeah. yeah. So they're trying to just completely destroy the family, completely destroy the authority of the parents over the minor right. when it comes to things like this. Right. Everything else, like smoking and drinking, is like you need consent for that. But these vaccines, like, nah, let's make sure we inject you with this poison. Right. And right. your parents can't do nothing about it. Right. That's pretty much it. And they and, can sell you, they can sell your child right there in the school and then inject them. Yeah. Right. And and another thing I want to say is, you know, again, back to some people feeling that, you know what, I had vaccination and I was okay. Once you allow the school to put into law that you have to like they mandate that you have to receive vaccinations, it allows them to add any other vaccination onto that list. So that's what people have to really, I mean, my people, I really, really need them to understand that. Not only are you saying, okay, I think my child should get these vaccines, but on top of that, they can add more like HPV, like the HPV vaccine. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're opening a door to allow schools to make a decision and just continue to add vaccines onto the list of mandate, you know, the list, the CDC schedule of vaccinations. And we know that you can't sue the vaccine manufacturer. Right. So what happens? Mm. We have to think about that. We have, again, like Samaya said, we think for today. We're not thinking about down the line. You know, do we really want to put laws into place? Do we really want to not stand up for our children within our community and allow this law to be passed and have them 10 years from now have, what are we up to now, Samaya? 60 something vaccinations based off of when my father was younger. My dad was shocked too for the whole he, he told me, he said, what's the big deal, Aisha? I don't understand, it's six. I'm like, six? Yeah. It's not six anymore. He didn't know that. Like, he was like, "Oh no, that's ridiculous." I was, I, I was in the war. I was a vet, and we didn't, we didn't need all those. He was shocked to know that it wasn't just six. And I think that's one of the the biggest things is that they don't understand. It's not just six. I'm not sure what the exact number is. <clears throat> seventy-two. The recommended schedule here in New Jersey is seventy-two. And if you are in college now, because they just passed the, the meningitis bill, the governor signed it. So if you're a college student, you actually have to get, you're mandated, even if you're at home taking online classes to get the meningitis B shot, okay? Wow. Now, the problem with that one is, you know, 1.8 to 2% 
of the of the people who get those series of shots are going to have severe adverse events. And I'm talking like I'm not talking about having a seizure because that's not considered severe in their world. Mm. Right. I'm talking about dying, having like lupus or some kind of um, nervous system disorder, like multiple sclerosis. I mean, like bad stuff that you're going to live with or die with for the rest of your life. Right. right? So when you think about mandating something like that to like, you know, 500,000 um, approximately college students, do the math on that, right? Because mm. you're not hurting one person. You're hurting a, like thousands, mm. five, six, 7,000 college students here in New Jersey are going to get hurt by a vaccine that doesn't have a lot of data. And really it was done because our health department, let's think about this, right? We have a health department in New Jersey that thinks it's okay to test a vaccine on our college students. Sit with that for a second, right? Because other states are paying people to, to be in trials for this same vaccine, right? But ours, in order to stay in college, you're gonna have to take that vaccine. Mm. And whatever happens to you, they're gonna say it's a coincidence anyway, right? Cause you right. got all these thousands of parents, millions of parents across the world. This is not just happening here in the United States all over the world that are telling you bad things happen to their kids. They lost their speech or whatever it is, or they died within hours. I buried a baby hours after um, he was vaccinated when I was working in um, foster care in New York, right? You know, Karen didn't say anything to me about that being the vaccine. So, you know, we have a health department that think that's okay. Like we've regressed in the United States. All that, you know, apologies we got from President Clinton after the Tuskegee experiment. And he said, never again, it's still happening. It didn't even stop. <laughs> like never again, let's stop first, right? right. Stop hurting us. All the people out there that think they weren't hurt, like let's, let's do a little test. Like you have asthma, right? right? You have an autoimmune disorder. Right? Did you did you know that that those were related? That those were immune autoimmune disorders. Most people don't even know. Mm. You know that you know half of us, like a quarter of the world, has high blood pressure. Right? Twenty five percent of the people on the planet have high blood pressure. Mm. For black people, it's almost half. Mm. Did you know that that had some relationship to the immune system? Mm. Right? Now mm. I don't know if it's caused by vaccines, but. When you're messing with, my, with our immune system all the time, I can't rule it out. And the thing is that, you know, we're not the only ones questioning this because, you know, there are scientists, immunologists that are developing um, a registry that I found, which was called autoimmune syndrome induced by adjuvants. So they actually have um, a registry that is set up because they think that that's a whole new type of autoimmune, which is an autoimmune that you develop based off of being predisposed. So if your mother has lupus, you may not necessarily get it, but once you start getting these repetitive vaccines over and over and over again, and then on top of that, you're exposed to the environmental aspect of it, your chances of developing lupus are very high. And so that's what they're noticing is that people are developing autoimmune issues right after getting vaccinated. So they have a register, they know this, the doctors know this, they know that people are getting sick. They know that people are developing autoimmune issues. Mm -hmm. 
let me just hop in real fast just to let everybody know if you have comments or questions you want to hop in and ask just go ahead hit the super chat button and uh you can ask or make any comments you please all right so we got the uh the uh what you gonna call it down right the um the bills the one bill which is mandating a mental health check mm-hmm. then we have another bill which is mandating uh or or saying hey you know your child can do this uh without parents permission a statutory bill mm-hmm. um what's the next one so the next one is that reporting system right they're gonna have that's a 1980 and basically they already have a database to track vaccines but it only applies to children but they're going to opt adults in there and they're making other changes to it too so basically they're changing how you get opted into it um so basically they're going to start keeping track right and they gotta keep track of their cattle they right, got to keep right. track of their their slaves exactly and that's what it you know that's really what it comes down to if you look at our ancestry and what we've endured right we didn't have control over our religion and we didn't have control over our bodies or our children, right? Mm-hmm. They could sell them right out from under you. Mm-hmm. So the thought of them taking those controls away from us right now, I don't know how black, any black person or any person, I mean, but I mean us particularly, how can we just say, oh, you know what? Vaccinate your kids. Think about it. Think about it. You get you know how long it took our ancestors to get those freedoms back? Four hundred mm. years and a bloody war. Mm. And then we still didn't get them all back. I mean, if you think about it, they like look what we're still going through. We're yeah. we're impoverished, right? We are in the worst health all over the world. Sick. Yeah, yeah. When I when I do my look through history, what I've realized is that since the establishment of the federal government all people who call themselves american citizens are slowly experiencing the stripping away of their rights little by little since 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 they signed that document they called the bill of rights uh you know and uh white folks in america have been done wrong under the system uh and they and they've known it you know a lot of people say oh our forefathers and patriotic america i'm like go look at the whiskey rebellion when white folks was tired of paying that tax that the federal government imposed upon them. You know, we, as Americans, you know, people think we have freedom. Oh no, we don't. <laughs> oh no, we don't. No, we, we are, don't. we are nothing but uh, cogs in the machine. We are nothing but batteries for the machine um, and slaves. In fact, we are owned and slowly but surely, if you don't pay attention. So the thing is I like this is because when black people bring up these problems, um, white people need to pay attention too, because uh, white people is niggas too, and uh, the machine don't care about your race. They gonna kill all of us. Yeah. It just so happens that when they hand these blanket things out, like uh, these vaccines, they affect the black body a lot different than they do other bodies, which is why we gotta raise hell a little bit something different than others. Right. Um, but people really need to start paying attention, man. The the, the government has never been for people. It's always been for the stripping away of your rights. That's what the state exists for. Right. Right. And it's unfortunate. And it's unfortunate that people 
you know, enough people aren't paying attention. No, they're not. I mean, you hear people screaming about vaccines, look up and look at what they're talking about. At least listen, hear them, hear them out. You know, even if you think you believe in vaccines and it's great and it's done some great stuff in history, hear out the argument and then make your decision, right? You know, the sound bites they give you on TV isn't really, this is not a sound bite issue. It took, it takes, how many hours, Aisha, do we spend you know, studying about this. Oh, wow. right? How and many the more I find out, it's just, uh, it's just so upsetting. You know, just seeing the links to all of these autoimmune issues and to see that it's so predominant in our community. Um, things that we think are just normal to have diabetes. Um, lupus, uh, high blood pressure, all of these issues that we just feel like, you know, well, I'm going to eat better or I'm going to become vegan. I'm going to eat clean and do all these different things. And none of them makes a difference if you're going to keep revving up your, your system um, to, to, to get back these vaccinations, you mm -hmm. know, and when they use a weakened form, they have to put more chemicals and, and things in it to make it trigger your immune system. You know, and certain some a lot of these things are just facts, you know, and I just think that we're so used to we become so complacent and think that a lot of these things are normal. Like, well, such as like, my dad has diabetes, so I'm going to get it, you know, or, you know, they have a heart condition, so I'm going to have a heart condition. And a lot of these things are happening because of what we're doing to our immune system. And we really have to just stop and just do a little bit of research just look up a couple things, read the inserts, understand what the side effects are. If you know that one of the side effects of Gardasil is lupus, and you know that you don't have any signs of lupus right now, but your mother has it, then you may want to think about getting that vaccination because the chances are that when you're going to trigger your immune system, you're going to most likely develop lupus at some point in your life. You know, we really have to start looking at what the side effects are of these things. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up, you know, when people say stuff like, oh, you know, high blood pressure running my family, this running my family. I forget who said it, but it's like, nah, bad habits running your family. Right. Ignorance runs in your family. Because right. those things are formed from bad habits, bad eating habits, bad living habits. And on, on the case of vaccines, you know, back in the day when you had vaccines, it was called washing your ass. <laughs> right right but right. motherfuckers came over here i'm sorry to cuss but they came over here with a dusty blankets full of smallpox and chicken pox and you know all those other pox but that's just uncleanliness right right and it's changed so and i mean so, a lot of that stuff is just right so dr dr Sieber brought up a good point he said you know when you know the polio vaccine and all this stuff and people attributing things to these vaccines and it's like no you have to contribute to the fact that we've become more sanitized as a nation right. mm -hmm. over the years you know we have sewage now we're running water and you know we have uh you know showers in the home so people are are, are cleaner so you know even when you look at parts of kenya you know parts of kenya where they're trying to go around and vaccinate people but it's the people aren't sick because there's disease. They're sick because it's filthy. Right. 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 And that's where the filth. So if you clean up the filth, 
You won't need a vaccine anymore. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. No. And, and, and that's something too, that people when you when you um I know my my uh, mother used to say funk on top of funk makes more funk. <laughs> <laughs> so when you bring in a vaccine and there's a problem with like clean water and sewage, you know what you end up getting is what you're getting in India and Africa where they're they're using the polio vaccine. And now people are getting the polio strain, that the vaccine strain polio, right? Yeah. And they're yeah. getting it because there's no, they're getting it from, from the feces of the person you shot that vaccine into. Yeah, they're not even getting the wild form of polio that is there. They're getting the vaccine form of polio. Right, and so and then you know what their answer is? To vaccinate them some more. Like, what kind of crazy is this? No, like, like I'm trying to figure it out. Like, I'm like, okay, come on. These guys, they went to school for so many years and they've got all these letters after their name. What kind of crazy is this? Well, you know, um, my shorty, she, she's uh, finishing up a master's program and she's in uh, healthcare administration. So she deals in insurance. She's a big director at one of these uh, companies. But when she, she she basically broke down to me what it takes to become a doctor and some of these general practitioners. And I got to be honest with you, you ain't got the no shit to be a doctor. She came out and said it. She's like, nah, really, you just got to pass, you know, I think, uh, you know, you know, whatever your uh, your focus is, you know, but most general practitioners, you know, they'll just refer you to another doctor right? because yep. they don't know shit. Yeah. And when I heard that, I was just like, oh my God. Like anything, so any condition that you have that falls outside of that book that they get, it's in your head. It's mental, or we don't know what it is, or whatever. You know, anything that will require them to do a little bit of research and kind of like, you know, really dig is just not happening. So mm -hmm. right. are there any other bills we missed? Um a1603, which is requires the HPV shot from sixth grade and up. And that's the one, I mean, that one has such side effects. It's, you know. It's not even effective. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't, as far as black girls are concerned, the strains that are supposed to be most virulent in black girls doesn't even cover those strains. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when they tested that vaccine, you want to get down and dirty they tested it on people who didn't have more than three partners in their lifetime mm. but that's not who they're giving the vaccine to right? right so what you know what does that mean that vaccine i mean if i were you know no parent should be giving that to their child and certainly you know we shouldn't be requiring that for school and then when i looked at the insert and they did do a test on the safety of it they did say that it causes lupus, but it was a very small percent. And I was telling Samaya that it's actually said, um, there were other um, ethnicities that they tested, but 57% were Caucasian and only 3% were black. And so we already know that lupus, well, maybe we don't know, but the SEL form of lupus is more predominant in our community. So why would you only test 3%? And fifty percent, fifty-seven percent Caucasian. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's not how you'd run an experiment. No, you'd, have, you'd have even numbers. I heard that uh, they did some testing on these vaccines uh, based upon race, 
and came to find out that uh, uh, black children over-indexed with autoimmune diseases, so then they took the results and threw them away. Wow. You heard that, about that? That one I didn't hear. Yeah, they took the results and said, you know what, don't nobody need to see this, and tossed it out. You know, that you know, that's what uh, William Thompson is saying about the black boys being more likely to be autistic. So right. it sounds believable to me. That's why I said, like, this is deliberate. You know, Billy Bob with the with his Confederate flag on the back of his truck, you know, driving past doesn't worry me enough as much as the, the so-called scientist that works for the CDC overseeing these policies that they know are killing us <laughs> and are allowing it to happen. And right? that's a big, like, you know what? Turning up the gas. Let's add some more. Yeah, right. and, that's what, and, and that's what they like to do. They like to keep us focused on Billy Bob and the Confederate flag. It's the whole look left so we can kill you on the right. Right, right. right. Um, according to William Thompson, at the time he blew the whistle, which was about five years ago, he said that 100,000 black boys were made autistic from the time they discovered the race effect, right? So that was five years ago. And so what does that number look like now, right? It's not 100,000 anymore. And the trajectory is going up, right? So like, if you look at that curve, it's going up, right? So what does that number look like now? 200,000, right? I mean, and, and where is it going? Like I said before, where is it going? Because when you look right now, the trajectory for everybody is that Autism is rising. It hasn't stopped rising. They're telling right. us the science is settled, but yet we see more and more autistic kids and they can't tell us why, right? So in 2030, it's going to be one out of two boys born autistic at the current trajectory if, if we don't do something to stop it. So now let's do some, well, let's not do some math, but let's just think about some math, right? If black boys are three and 336% more likely to become autistic, according to William Thompson. The CDC right now already acknowledges that black boys are 25% more likely to be autistic. And then Rutgers comes out with a study the other day and says, oh, well, wait a minute, we missed 25% more. And on top of that, they're, ma they're mainly black and Hispanics that we missed, that we misdiagnosed them. And plus, you got to think of the autism spectrum too. Yes, the spectrum not even that are that are misdiagnosed. You know, right. like right. So, what does this one out of two number look like in twenty thirty? See, we really have to think about this. What does that number look like? Because it's not one out of two for black people, right? Well, we, what is that? hundred percent, seventy five percent, eighty, ninety percent, whatever it is. I mean, if you look at our community now, I'm worried. And to think in 10 years, that's still in my lifetime. But even if it wasn't in my lifetime, if somebody said to me, Samaya, in 100 years, this is what your people are going to look like. And y'all, you know, 100% of, of, of black boys are going to be autistic. I'd be doing everything in my power to stop that because I have a responsibility to the future generations. This isn't just about me and about us and about today, right? I have a responsibility to those babies that's coming, right? But we're talking about 10 years. Do you remember, I don't know if you and I were speaking about it, but do you remember when Time Magazine 
did a, a front cover on what the what a, what we would look like in 2030. I was it 2030, and I'm like, okay, that the child is mixed. Yes, yeah. and I was just like, that can't be. But let's let's look at this now. So let's take what we're talking about right now and let's look at this. Uh -huh. We have girls that are dying. Okay, I gave the percentage of that, and then the ones that are not dying from lupus are not able to reproduce because they're treating them with chemotherapy medication and the boys are becoming autistic. So you know what? That cover doesn't seem so crazy. Realistic, right? So right. plan. You know, I was taught, I remember like I went to school in Harlem and that was, you know, I'm not gonna say how long ago, but you can tell it wasn't yesterday, right? <laughs> And I was taught that the average person was gonna look mixed by, I, I don't remember what year they used at that time. Mm -hmm. And I remember as a kid thinking, well, wait a minute, you know, I know some people don't mind mixing, but all of us? Exactly. You know, like, I mean, how is that ever gonna happen? This this is this is how it's happening. Right. This so is to me, yeah, it was, to me, it feels like a plan. I could be wrong. Like, I don't wanna sound conspiracy theorish, but but the thing is, the because of our immune system being, and, and um, I think it's a specific, it's an HLA immune response that we have. And is a, and, and they know it's stronger in us. It's, it's, in, it's in, I've seen it in articles. Um, there was a Dr. Schoenfeld that spoke about it also, that, you know, people that were, responsible for a lot of the evolution, they have a stronger immune response. Who is he talking about? Who is he, so what people is he talking about that are having a stronger immune response that's causing them to develop autoimmune issues? Who are those people that, that are part of the evolution? Mm, mm. We know who he's talking about. Yeah, so I mean, it's there, it's mm. there. So how are we, how are, are there more bills? Well, um, I think those are the bad bills. There are some good bills too. Okay. Uh, uh, listen to us. Um, A600 provides for a medical exemption from influenza vaccine for people who have allergies. Because right now, if you're a medical uh, worker, you can't opt out of uh, the flu shot anymore. Wow. Right? So I don't know if you heard that, but they passed that one and the governor signed it. So if you're a nurse, if you're, you know, a uh, uh, aide in the hospital or whoever, a doctor, you have to get the flu shot every year. And that's one of the shots that have lupus in the insert, isn't it, Aisha? That's one of the ones that's implicated. So you cannot opt out every year if you're going to work in healthcare. So one bill is saying, well, if you're allergic, you can opt out. So, you know, I guess that's an okay, but I'll put that in the okay category. Because at least if you have anaphylaxis, you can get out of it. Right. And because right? it's the, the weakened form, and we know that the flu vaccine hasn't even really been helping that much. So because it's been weakened, they have to put more aluminum in it, and that's triggering, triggering the immune system more, and that is what's revving up our immune system more. Right. So Last year, it was like 10 to 30% effective at best, and they're not expecting it to be any better this year. How do you mandate that? Well, the, it, the thing is, I believe that it's it's not designed to be effective. It's designed to spread a disease. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. You know, they say, oh, it's flu season. Get your flu shots. What, what, what happens? Is it like the wind blows a certain way? So disease just rises up out of the earth like 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 the goddamn trees turn yellow in the fall. No, diseases don't work like that. They're not seasonal. What's right. seasonal is you handing out these goddamn shots. Right. That's what's seasonal. Right. And they got the medication to go. They're waiting for you. When, and once they give you the... That was over 20 years ago. But I remember thinking I was on top of my game. I didn't want to miss time from work. And I got, I thought I was going to die. Seriously. And I said, never again. I can't even imagine being forced to do that to myself every year. Okay. So that's the predicament that medical workers are in here in New Jersey now. And when it gets to the point where they start giving you stickers and little gifts and trinkets just to get the flu vaccine, it's a problem. Right. It's a problem. Yeah. You anytime they reward, they even. If they do it when you vote too. They give you that little button and shit to make it look like you did something. Right. <laughs> like they treat you like kids in the first grade. Oh, here's your sticker. Right. <laughs> Anytime you a grown ass adult and somebody's handing you a button or sticker, you did something wrong. Right. <laughs> Shoprite. Shoprite is also offering the flu vaccine. Like when you go to a supermarket right. and, you, and you can get a flu vaccine, like, come on. And then yeah. they're giving them for free too. Like Walgreens be like, come get your flu shot for free. Like anytime a white man owns something for free, you don't want it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They never gave us nothing free. No. <laughs> There's no free lunch. I remember having a professor that said that. Like he said it almost every class too. And I was just like, what is he trying to say? Yeah. I think I get I get it now. There is no free lunch. There's nothing mm. free. There's always a price. So so how does how does Miss Simone and Miss Battle battle this? Well, like, what are you guys doing, you know, like in, in terms of your activism? Because I suck at activism. I ain't going to lie to you. I got I'm, I got to get, you know, more active and in the streets. Um, so so what do you what do y'all do exactly to to help combat this stuff? You get, do you educate people. You show up at the protests or. All of it, all of it. We try to educate legislators. Like I, I had never ever stepped foot at Trenton State House until this bill moved, mm. and I was like desperate. I'm like, you know what? Like somebody's talking to me. Yeah, you know, um, educating people because you know what? At the end of the day, right? Even if they don't, like, let's say they drop the bill tomorrow. <clears throat> bigger than that, some mother is going to the doctor tomorrow with their kid thinking she's doing the right thing and her child is walking and talking and doing fine, meeting all his my or her milestones and that child is going to lose their speech or that child is going to die or whatever, or come down with lupus or blood clotting or whatever, all the other asthma, you know, ear infections. And she's thinking she's doing the right thing. Do you know that the more educated a black woman is, the higher her infant and maternal mortality Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Why you know, because because the the black liberal has done a, a great job of discrediting black doulas and, and, and black health practitioners. Mm -hmm. You see, I was talking about this other day when Cristobal Colon and his uh, 
bandit band of pirates came to America, or, or I should say the Caribbean, he said the women were given birth painlessly. They couldn't believe it. Women were given birth painlessly. This is the African body we're talking about. This is the black body we're talking about. We were the ones that mastered the body. While they were trying to master everybody else, we had mastered nature. We had understood nature. But the black woman insists on going to these hospitals where we die. Remember, Martin Luther King didn't die from a bullet. From a bullet, he died in a hospital. The hospital kills more black people than anybody. Black women need to start, you know, the black liberal has done a great job of spreading proper uh, anti-hotep propaganda. But it is the quote unquote hotep community who is majoring in childbirth. These are the black sisters that are majoring and, and they are there to deliver, deliver your child. But mm -hmm. these are the same black liberals who A, believe in these vaccines and B, believe in going to the hospital to deliver your child, but they won't go to the people that the, the African centered nature people who have right. mastered this over the course of hundreds and millennia years. But we go to the white man for, for birth and then wonder why our babies die. Right. Wonder why our women are dying. Cause we don't even trust ourselves to deliver our right. babies. I mean, the common sense to tell you, you don't lay down to deliver a child. Gravity don't work like that. Nope. And then they and then they inject you with the epidural needle, right? So you don't think those drugs go into the baby? That's why the black woman is dying during childbirth, because we trust in everybody else but ourselves to deliver, and at the same time spread an anti-hotel propaganda. Right. You're right. Absolutely right. Our culture has been socially engineered. Mm. Right? We, don't know, we don't even know ourselves anymore. <laughs> you know? Right. We don't know each other. We don't know what our relationships are supposed to be to each other. Right. We've lost our way. And as a result, the whole entire world has lost their way. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, honestly, if we don't turn this ship, if we don't turn this ship, it's crashing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's headed straight for the wall. And yep. we have like, I mean, we have a responsibility for the, the younger people, the younger generation to turn the ship around. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to be like I said, we can't think today. Right. We're not turning a ship in one day. It didn't it didn't go backwards in one day. Right. Right. <laughs> it's a long term effort. But we have a responsibility to start turning that wheel and to do it together, to start getting to know each other again, to start getting to know ourselves again. Right. Yes. To bring some sanity into this world because it's gone. I guess like I'm not going to blame the planet. The planet is fine. It's us. It's, it's the people on it that has the problem. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. You say, oh, the world is warm enough. No, the people have a problem. <laughs> we need to cut out this mess. Yeah. Right? I mean, come on. This is the land they live on. Real what talk. kind of crazy is that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's up to us to turn that around for these children. Because think about it. If you're young, all you know is autistic, right? All the autistic kids you go to school with and your neighbors. You don't know. I remember a time when I didn't know any. 
That's right. known as always cancer at this point. You right. know, it's 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 very it's it's normal to know somebody that has cancer. You're a warrior, you know, it's it's it just wasn't like this before, but this has become our norm. And so we are not really paying attention to the things that are causing us to be in this type of situation. Right. And that is really, it's really scary because we feel like we can't do anything about it. You know, we've given up in a sense, we've really given up mm -hmm. we you know, that because we have so many generations of children that need to be here, you know, and if we keep going at the rate that we're going and just turning a blind eye to what's going on, we won't be here generations from now. No, we won't. Real talk. Nature uh, is is something that is always balanced, and humans are out of balance with nature. You know, so they'll, you know, you have some of these morons who will say, "Oh, we came here, you know, y'all was living in huts and so on and so forth." First of all, we had buildings that sustained uh, three hundred bodies before y'all even figured that shit out. So let's not say we lived in huts. We lived in the huts after you were displacing us and we had to move, then we had to, you know, resort to these things called TPs. But before that we had long houses that, you know, carried you know, hundreds of people. We had a, 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 a Senate and a house of representatives. We didn't call it that, but women were the, the Senate and the men were the house of representatives. We had our own form of government. But the thing is when you brought your civilization, when you brought your colonization, the only thing you brought was poison. You didn't bring anything good. You didn't even bring anything good for other white folks because every time you grow, there's a lack of sustainability. We didn't have uh, hunger. There were no hunger problems. We knew how to sustain ourselves off of the land. Y'all came, y'all created all this industry and destroyed the balance. So now people are hungry and then y'all legislated against growing your own food. <laughs> Communism and socialism legislating against growing your food. So we're not even allowed to sustain ourselves. We had a balance with nature that allowed us to live healthily. And then they invented this thing called plastic. And what did that do to us? Oh, my God. I mean, when you look at, you know, some of these places like South America and India and you look at the filth that piles up, the filth is piling up because of the invention of plastic. Right. We never, you know, the black body never invented nothing that wasn't biodegradable. Right. It couldn't be destroyed by nature organically. We wasn't going to create it. Right. Whereas when they created stuff, they didn't care how it would be destroyed. They didn't care about they didn't think about the long term ramifications for life on Earth. But when you have all this plastic gunked up, this is a place that harbors bacteria, that harbors germs, that harbors disease. But if you let nature play its course, you know, you, you know, we, we wouldn't need all that. But everybody had to mass manufacture shit. And, and, and that's why some people believe capitalism is evil. I don't think capitalism is evil. I think that greed is evil. And, and you know, and 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 uh, gluttony is is evil. Mm -hmm. and that's what we're dealing with. People who want to live beyond their means. Right. Right. We wasn't living beyond our means. We was happy. We was dancing in the forest, we was chilling. It was so good. It was so good. White folks was defecting from the, from the colonies to go live with the natives because they couldn't even live under this system. Mm -hmm. And here we are today. 
and I keep telling people we have to come back to nature, nature right. foods, our natural foods. Right. Do y'all talk about that? Like, you know, um, but like plant-based dieting and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. We're going to actually, that's kind of what we're trying to get to the point of what we're doing. You know, we're really trying to start a whole movement with this. Um, and so that is our plan. That is our goal to just continue going with this because it is beyond other stuff, beyond vaccines of what we need to do. Um, right now, because of the situation, so my, this is what brought Samaya and I together was this whole vaccine bill. So from this, we're going to just keep pushing forward, you know. So this is definitely just the beginning. Yeah, I mean, you know, with all this mandatory vaccinations coming down the pipe, we got to strengthen our immune system even more. You have to. That and, is a fact. We have to. Yeah. Another one of the things that I was reading um in one of the reports is that the vitamin D deficiency messes us up even more. It makes us more susceptible to even having an autoimmune disease also. Right. So we really have to work on building our immune system back up so we can kind of combat some of these uh, vaccinations and environmental things that we're dealing with in the community. But definitely, you know, the vaccinations is, a, is really a huge thing, you know. Um, and, you know, you can be vegan all day. But if you're injecting all of this stuff into you and you say, well, I eat different than, you know, my ancestors did or my mom, I don't eat chitlins and all these different things that we say we don't eat. But if it's being injected into you. It's destroying your immune system. Yes, directly. Your immune system ain't even the same. It's not even in its natural state. Right. Right. Good luck on this planet without your immune system. No, their whole thing, right? That argument is to protect the immunocompromised child or the immunocompromised person by vaccinating everything else alive around it. But the problem is not, you know, that you're not going to solve that problem by vaccinating everybody around it. The problem is that they don't have an immune system. They should be trying to solve that, right? Trying to build that person's immune system back up instead of continually giving them medications. To, to tear down their immune system, right? Yeah. That's that's the real problem. Because so, our bodies are amazing, you know, giving birth, breastfeeding, all of those things that help give our babies back what they need. Our bodies do these things naturally. Right. Naturally. There's so many things that we do now. We're so far removed from what we were doing before, and we have to get back to that. Right. We really do. Absolutely. And let me throw out another concept too, right? They talk okay. about the, the, the population is getting too big for the planet, right? And we need they need to cull it down. Well, let's just think about this because I remember learning in school that the more educated people are and the higher quality of their life, the less children they have, right? You don't have to, to sterilize them and poison them and, and create wars and poison the planet. You could just bring up the quality of life of people, and guess what? The the planet will balance itself, and the human population will balance itself. Right. I'm looking. Mont. Oh man, what's this guy's name? I. 
I, I gotta find this guy's name, but the guy, this guy, uh, Doctor Montaganu or something like that. He's one of the guys that was credited with discovering HIV mm. uh, or, or the AIDS virus, I should say. And um, he, he basically said, you know, you can cure this with just a good diet because it's the immune system that will destroy the virus. Yeah, inflammation is part, one of our biggest problems is inflammation in our gut. Right. Here it is, Dr. Luke Montagnier. That's his okay. name. Dr. Luke Montagnier. And he has uh he has a lecture and he and he he talks very frank about it. Is it HIV? I'm not, I, it might be HIV. But if you type in Dr. Luke Montagnier, he basically says, oh, there's no such thing as this AIDS by this HIV thing. He, he said it, he said it as if it almost as if it's a joke. Like, you know, what you're talking about here is exactly what it says. Human uh, immunodeficiency. Right. Uh, auto problem. Yeah. What does AIDS stand yeah. for? Autoimmune deficiency. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. So we talk yeah. about the immune system here. Human some problem. Human and who is it plaguing mostly? Who's ten times more likely to contract it? Black folks. Yep. All over the planet. So all of a sudden, our immune systems are destroying us no matter where we are on the planet. Let's wake up. Right. Right. I mean, I mean, let's think about this. And not that I like to bring up slavery all the time, but if we were being destroyed by our own immune systems, would we have been brought here as slaves? Would we even have been able to survive that 400 mm -hmm. years? No. There's no way. Something is different. Something is different. You're but they right. didn't have vaccines then, did they? No. <laughs> no. Real talk. I mean, it, no. Inflammation is the biggest thing. It's killing us. Inflammation. We have to, to, to start taking in a lot of anti-inflammatory foods. You have to change our diet, you know, um, add things in there that help reduce a lot of the inflammation. There's so many natural things that we can do, you know, to try to help us recover from a lot of stuff that's been happening. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think the, that, and let me add one more thing. We have to start loving ourselves. I mean, think about this. We spent the last, I don't know how many years, hundreds of years, learning to hate ourselves, mm. breeding our own selves off the planet, right? We wanted that nice hair and, and try to have a baby with light skin or whatever. So we were hating ourselves. And now that hate has translated into our bodies doing the exact same thing that we were doing um, psychologically. Mm. So we have to start where we began. Where we began, we have to start loving ourselves and loving each other. It's it's my love for my people that has me sitting here. You understand? It's love. Mm -hmm. If I didn't love myself, I wouldn't care about like when I when when she talked about like that New York Times um, article that talked about what the world, what humans were gonna look like in the future. My problem with it was not that I don't like 
somebody who um, who looks a Caucasian or who looks mixed, I think that's fine. But I love me too. You understand? I think I'm fine too. Mm -hmm. So when I think about life in the future and humans in the future, I want to see me too. Mm -hmm. You see, the powers that be want to destroy nationalism. They'll even take the word nationalism and make it seem like it's some white supremacist scheme, right? And and they'll say, you know, when white people mention nationalism, you know, it's some neo-Nazi stuff. And really what it is is they're trying to abolish tribalism. Right. Pride in one one's own people. Right. And they do it with white people a lot now, whereas if a white person says, hey, I'm pro-white, all of a sudden that means they're racist. Mm -hmm. Why is it the white person can't be pro-white, but a black person can be pro-black? Mm -hmm. But the, what they do is with us is they, they play a different game. They make, our, make us hate ourselves. And that's how they wipe away our tribe. You right. see, we've got many different tribes. You can't brainwash the entire organism. But if you put everybody right. on the same accord and everybody thinks they're the same, you ain't got to infect one group of people and it'll spread. Right. So they're trying to destroy all these different tribes. Right. And that's what this right. comes down to. And love for yourself doesn't mean hate. For, love for yourself. We're talking about love. Doesn't mean hate for somebody else. Right. It can't right? coexist with love. Exactly. You could love yourself and others too. It's okay. Right. And you're right. You can be your different groups with your different cultures, bringing all of that, all those different perspectives to the table and make to make this world a better place. That's possible. We could pull that off. Right. Yep. And to, go ahead. No, sorry. Go ahead. You can go ahead. No, I was going to say, and we have to begin to define what culture looks like for ourselves. Yes. Not allow social media, music, to define that for us because it has us going in so many different directions. Mm -hmm. Every, like, everyone has their culture, you know, at the end of the day. And we just kind of go with the wind. One minute it's this and, you know, music and R&B and then it's all this trap music and all these different things. We have to figure out what culture looks like for us. Right. You and, know? and who passes that culture down? Is it television and the music industry? Yes. Is it parents passing that culture down to their children, mm -hmm. right? Grandparents and parents, grandparents, mm -hmm. um, transferring that knowledge and that wisdom and that culture to the younger generation. That's how it's always been. That's how we've always survived on this planet. Yeah. And we're not thriving. No. So mm -hmm. we really have to think about why that is, because we should have caught this a long time ago. Yes. Paying attention. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, the, the problem I have is uh, integration or, or forced integration, I should say. You know, it's fine when people want to integrate, you know, on their own, you know, their own free will. That's cool. But when you cry about inclusion and diversity, I know if the white man wanted to force his way into my culture, I'd be upset. So I understand when we force our way into their culture, why they're upset. And the powers that be love to plug, love to pull on those strings of some of our black liberals and, and say, oh, you need some inclusion here. You need some inclusion there. 
No, we don't need inclusion in, in the entertainment world in Hollywood. Hollywood has done nothing for us. Why are we fighting for inclusion in the very thing that's destroying our culture? Right. It's as if we're volunteering to destroy our own culture and crying that we can't destroy our own culture. Like you said, cultures passed down, um, cultures passed down through parents and grandparents. Right. Not that damn TV. Right. You need diversity of thought. You need diversity of learning. You need to destroy ignorance. Right. This other diversity is is sickening, man. It's is really is really killing us. Well, that the word is being defined and used in, in all the wrong ways. Because there's an agenda behind it. That's really what it is. People would, you know, people would, would integrate together naturally to some degree, right? They don't need to be pressed or pushed or forced, right? If they if if these hate if these hateful thoughts aren't out there, and if you don't have like a caste system that's oppressing a whole segment of the population, there'd be some natural um, integration. It wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't be engineered. You wouldn't right. need to engineer it for some agenda, mm -hmm. right? And those who didn't want that, and those who were fine in their own corner, they, they would do that too, and that would be okay. And nobody would hate anybody. In fact, that's how it was. People lived over here. People lived over there and, and people visited and went back and forth. And, you know, that's that's exactly how the world was. Absolutely. Real talk. This this hate for one another, that that's yeah. just like, you know, the whole that's why they're good at it. Right. That anti-vaxxer and pro-vaxxer, they create these little boxes. Right. And people put and, and, and put people in it and people agree to stay in them. Yeah. And then they fight each other hating each other over nonsense mm -hmm. they kill all of you mm -hmm. destroy all of your culture and destroy your children because right now they're destroying our children that's a fact they're that's destroying true. our children not just black children mainly like now i won't even say mainly disproportionately black children mm -hmm. but they're destroying white children asian children Indian children, no matter where you are, they're getting everybody, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So at some point, we have to realize that we're on this spinning ball together. And we have to band together for our futures. It's as simple as that. Mm. Mm. Powerful words. I ain't got nothing to add to that. <laughs> That's powerful right there. Miss Battle, you got anything to add to that? I think she's having to... Um, little bit of technical difficulties um, but um i mean you guys have pretty much said everything yeah like we're kind of going in and out but no i mean you guys have touched on everything and there she did there she go again <laughs> see the powers that be don't want that strong message right right <laughs> we was going fine the whole time right as, soon as we start spreading that love message they said uh-uh Exactly. Don't do that. They can't stop it though. Mm -mm. This is bigger than them. You know, they're not the biggest. Right. They're not the biggest either. Right. So they can't stop this. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Absolutely not. Right. You know, that's the that's the message I, I always preach, man. It's, it's you know, I, I went through a phase of where I hated white people 
And then um, people asked me, Yo, how'd you get out of that? How'd you come to this place where you are now? And I was like, love, you know, mm -hmm. like it was a spiritual awakening I had that said that hate that I that I had inside. It wasn't affecting white people. It was affecting me. I was the one that when I saw a white person that got all hot and bothered, they didn't know if I was angry or not, but I felt that I felt that vibration and it was heavy, right? It was heavy, right? But as soon as I said, I let that go and I decided to love all people based upon, you know, each individual is like, I got stronger and lighter and faster and smarter and quicker. And everything in life became easier for me. And I met a lot of great people of all different cultures. Right. You know, right. and I was cutting people out of my life based upon a physical trait instead of, you know, what's going on inside. But at the end of the day, it was it was my own health that was affected. And nobody else in this world was affected by my hate. But as soon as I switched it to love, I just became more successful seemingly overnight. Right. That's it. And that's what they're afraid of. That is the key. You know, they do it in politics too. They like to put us in, you know, two different boxes, you know, oh, yeah. left and right. Yeah. Uh Republican, Democrat, yeah. liberal, conservative. And it's like our problems are so complex, you can't solve them by going left and right. No, you can't. <laughs> you actually think. Right? Yeah. They these solutions. Talk through the solution. They shut down the conversations too, right? You can't, you're not allowed to talk about this and you're not allowed to talk about that. You know, that's a bad sign. Right. Exactly. Like it, it life is complicated. The vaccine issue was complicated too. You know, pro and anti. What's that? It's complicated. Health is complicated. Well, health actually shouldn't be complicated. We were we we were designed to be healthy. Right. You know? But to get back to that is going to be complicated, mm -hmm. right? We have to find our way home, you know. But I think, like you said, like love is it. Love for myself translates to love for everybody. Help, trying to save myself and trying to save my people is saving everybody. Real talk. Real That's talk. You know, I always say the a society can rise no higher than the people that are at the bottom of that society. Right. So if we look in and we see that black folks are struggling, if everybody don't chip in to raise the bottom, it's only a while before that shit start to spread to everybody else. That's exactly what's happening. Right? <laughs> exactly. right? The opioid crisis, what they call it, the opioid crisis, but it's it's really like heroin, right? That mm -hmm. raged our community. Nobody cared. Right. So now it's raging everybody's community. It could have been solved then. So you're right. Like we have to care about everybody. And like I said, like this whole, like, oh, there's not going to be enough food and not enough space on this great big planet. Right. <laughs> All we have to do is raise the quality of life for everybody. And it's enough room. There's enough food and people can be ingenious if you're not neurologically damaging them. Mm -hmm. We can figure out how to grow the food we need and, and where to grow it and where to live. Not everybody even wants to live in the same place. We want different stuff. We come here for different reasons. Mm -hmm. I have a good friend that said that whatever problems we have, the solutions are being conceived in the wombs of the women, right? Like when you conceive, that baby is coming here to, to solve whatever problems are around. Yes. 
So when we interfere with that process, we're interfering. When we uh. neurologic, we shoot our children up with, with all kinds of toxins, guess what we're doing, right? Destroy, destroying our future. Exactly, exactly. The children are our future. Mm -hmm. There's no, no doubt about that. Mm -hmm. Teach them well and let them lead the way. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's it. So, right? so, absolutely. So, tell the people where they can find you, how they can support your movement, and everything that you're doing. Okay, so if you're in New Jersey, there's a we have a coalition, the New Jersey Coalition for Vaccination Choice. You could and you could look up the website for that. Um, also. Innovative parenting, and I should have had the card. Um, maybe you can put the in the in a link box or something on YouTube. What is it? Innovative parenting. Innovative parenting. I'll send you the websites. Um, there, both of those organizations are keeping up on the legislation, and also we're we're launching a website. The website is not up yet. Myblackhealth.com, but look for that because it is coming. If you want to email us, myblackhealth at protonmail.com. So again, myblackhealth at protonmail.com. Awesome. And we'll, we'll email you back if you have any questions or if you want to keep up with us. We also have a YouTube channel too, uh, My Black Health. And yes, please contact your legislators. Yes. Who your local legislators are, call them up and let them know that you do not agree with these bills. Absolutely. Um the the video I wanted people to peep earlier was uh Luke Montagnier, AIDS Truth Exposed. And you guys can learn more about that. I know some people were asking in the chat about that. Um, but yeah, um Appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much. Powerful conversation. I know people take away a lot. Shout out to Danielle Aleo Aloya. Uh, Ten dollar super chat. She says thanks for the great discussions. Thank you, Danielle. Appreciate you for your yeah. contribution. All contributions are always um, warmly received. We definitely appreciate that over here, Hotep Nation. Um, but yeah, so you know, use me as a resource. I know you've been tagging me in a text message. Keep doing that. Stay on top of me. I know I'm not always responsive, but I'm always reading my messages. It's just that I run like three different companies besides the nonprofit and everything else I got going on, my own personal brand. But I read them all and I'm right here. I'm a step away. All right. Thank you. Thanks no for having me on. No problem. And tell, um, uh, what's the name? Aisha, uh, uh, I said thank you for coming on too. Okay, I will. All right. Yeah, have a good one now. Thanks for all tuning right. in, y'all.